0: cares for the humble bee humble he is but wild always in the field the wood always by the banks and thickets always wild and humming to his flowers from richard jeffries the english naturalist 1848 to 1887 good morning everyone i'm rob mccall this is the awanajo almanac devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. This is the almanac for October 14th to 21st, 2016. Coming right up on the full hunter's moon. Here's some natural events. Back in July at our Moose Island field station, I noticed that little bumblebees were flying in and out of the shop where we keep tools and scrap wood. Furniture waiting for repair, and a myriad of other things known and unknown. The bees were coming and going between the sloppy kindling pile and the neatly stacked oak. This made me curious, and I began a study of bumblebees. I had thought that they were solitary creatures feeding only themselves and sleeping under any handy flower at night, and I sort of admired them for that. My studies revealed that bumblebees are not as social as honeybees or wasps, but that they are indeed social and they do feed a queen bee through the summer. She lays eggs which hatch into solitary queens who leave the nest in autumn and find a safe place to winter over to start more small colonies the next year, while the whole of this year's tribe dies. So at Moose Island again uh, last week, now in October, we were painting the house and enjoying some beautiful early fall weather with cool Canadian air pouring in, a waxing moon, and a million stars shining at night. Back in July, the bees, I think probably Bombus terrestris, came and went from the wood pile only occasionally. But this time it was like a rush hour at LaGuardia with departures and arrivals every few seconds. And many of these bees were exceedingly enormous. The C5As of the insect world. Well, this made for some interesting moments getting wood for the 1905 Glenwood modern cook stove for those cool nights. By the way, bumblebees do sting occasionally, as I also learned by experience recently, particularly when their work is disturbed, but their sting is mild compared to bees or wasps. Well, one evening I went out to the shop to split some kindling on the chopping block by the kindling pile, and as the axe fell and the kindling flew, the stolid bumblebees maintained their regular flight pattern, buzzing in and out contentedly and mostly steering clear of me. But then, When I bent over to pick up the kindling with my hindquarters pointed directly into their approach, several of them flew right between my legs and even bumbled into my butt without the slightest sign of hostility, returning to their course toward the terminal of their queen under the woodpile. Another time when I was painting atop a long ladder, one even flew into my ear. It bumbled a little and then it flew out. So here's a rank opinion. We have long modeled weapons of war after the most aggressive belligerent insects that fly swiftly and inflict great pain. The hornet was a combat airplane. The stinger is a deadly missile. And we also admire the busy as a bee industry of the bees and their acquisitiveness, laying away far more than they need. This fits with the dated view that more aggressive and acquisitive species will survive and the peaceful and contented will not, that the former are winners and that the latter are losers. In the natural world, however, this is simply not the case. Field studies over the years reveal that bumblebees vastly outnumber more aggressive bees and wasps. On blooming fruit trees and on wild and cultivated flowers, bumblebees often outnumber other pollinators by as much as 10 to 1. In addition, the highly social honeybees, Apis mellifera, have been decimated countrywide by colony collapse disorder. The unavoidable conclusion is that these more aggressive and acquisitive insects are no more successful than the peaceful, independent bumblebees. And perhaps less so so here's the wild speculation peaceful humble bumbling has worked exceedingly well for the bumblebees and for most humans through the ages should we and our leaders try to be a little more humble for a change with disastrous wars and tottering governments and economies all survival signs point to a big yes And finally, a couple of seed pods for you to carry around with you. First from Ralph Waldo Emerson, the Sage of Concord. We are reformers in the spring and summer, but in autumn we stand by the old. Reformers in the morning, conservers at night. And from Emily Bronte, every leaf speaks bliss to me, fluttering from the autumn tree.